So the Socceroos off to a great start in the 2026 World Cup qualifying on Graham Arnold's record-breaking night in charge of Australia. The Socceroos put seven past Bangladesh. Alex Brosk joins us on the line this morning. G'day, Brosky. Um, pretty much glitch-free for the Socceroos. Is that how you saw it? Yeah, exactly. It started perfectly. I mean, a goal after four minutes um, is always the way to calm the nerves in front of a home crowd and in a game that you're supposed to win and win well. So that uh, was a perfect start. And, and you're right, it was glitch free. It went exactly according to plan. All our strikers getting goals, uh, young boys getting minutes off the bench as well, and Senior Yenge giving him experience. Um, and all in all, a fantastic night. It's interesting to hear you say the word pressure there because a lot of people would have seen it the other way, mate. I mean, Australia ranked 27th in the world. Bangladesh, as we know, ranked 183rd in the world. So expected to beat them. But that still comes with a different kind of pressure. Of course it does. I mean, we saw in the uh, first game of the, of the World Cup for Argentina, Saudi Arabia beating them. You know, that, that's on the world stage, the biggest players in the world in that Argentinian side. Um, and they were beaten in an incredible surprise. Again, that Argentina was supposed to go on and win four or five nil. So, I mean, pressure can, you know, get to the best of um, best players in the world. And, and I think what we, um, you know, as people watching the game, sometimes expect to be a routine win doesn't always translate that way. Which is why we love sport. That's why we love football. Uh, but last night, thankfully, in our first match, uh, there was none of that. <laughs> And almost a full-strength lineup by Arnie in this one. So does, does that speak to what you're just talking about there to make sure that Australia's mind's on the job? Plus, he wants to see, obviously, what he's got. Of course, he's been trying and testing new players over the last few weeks. And that's, that's the beauty about uh, you know, the international windows when you get friendlies and, and are able to play um, you know, different players and see the formations and, and combinations and how they're going to go. So Arnie's been testing these players and, um, you know, the way he wants to play for a little while now. So I think he was settled on a on a squad that he thought could do the job. He had a lot of uh, physical plays, especially in that back line, to make sure that, you know, any long balls, anything they played forward was going to be dealt with by our, uh, our monsters back there. And then we could get balls into our quality players in midfield, start the play, keep possession, and, and ultimately what he said before the game was get balls in the box, get service to our strikers and, and score some goals. So, you know, that early goal, like I said, would have calmed the nerves, but from there, they, the boys always look comfortable. Just on Graham Arnold, so he overtakes Frankie Farina in charge of, uh, in, in terms of the numbers of being in charge of the Australian team. So 59, and what it meant to him as well, a video presentation there, and he got all emotional. Arnie can be um, a hard character, but he can also be emotional, and it shows the kind of passion that he's got for the job, Alex. Look, and that's why players love playing for him, because he has that hardness about him to keep you on your toes and keep you sharp all the time, you know, focusing and training at the best of your ability. But in saying that, that softness, that father figure almost, that, uh, that is what warms people to him, you know, makes you want to do anything for him and, and, and die for him on the pitch, basically. So he's, he's a fantastic man manager. He knows his players inside out. He's, he's always got good connections with, uh, with his teammates, uh, never as a bad word to say about anybody, you know, and I think you'd find the reverse about the players with him. So I love playing under him for, for the amount of years that I did at Sydney and, um, again, a, a great sort of mentor to me. He continues to be. So to see him break that record, especially when he was under the pressure that he was heading into the last World Cup and, 
you know, his head was on the chopping block there for a little while, and a lot of people calling mm. for him to be sacked. Uh, he pulled through, had an amazing World Cup campaign, and now you're starting to see a lot of these kids that he's brought through blossom into leagues overseas in Europe, do very well. Um, and it's all credit to, to him as a manager and as a man. So what happened last night, mate, is going to be very different to what happens next for the Socceroos. And, and you know this trip very well in this part of the world. So heading off to the Middle East, travelling to Kuwait. Um, however, we've got Palestine next. So there's a lot of emotion and everything tied up in all this, plus the venue itself. There's, there's a lot in front of the Socceroos that they won't have faced before. What do you think... Well, how do you think all this is going to play out for them next Wednesday and the build-up to it? It's going to be quite unique. It will. It'll be very emotional. And I think that's the side of the game that, um, that they will have to try and remove quite quickly. They will have to realise as soon as they get on that pitch that it is a, you know, it is a World Cup qualified. It's an incredible um, opportunity to go to a World Cup and start this campaign well. Look, I'm not expecting them to have any any issues in terms of winning the game. But, of course, when there's other things that, you know, you're considering that these um, these players and, and the opposition are going through at the moment, it, it really can be difficult to uh, to focus on your game. Uh, but it is something, like I said, that Arnie, Arnie will, um, you know, have, have these boys well-drilled, well-recovered um, and ready to go. Just one away from the international scene. Your final thoughts, if I can, on the national second division. So we'll know the teams on Monday. Where do you think this fits into the football landscape and how important do you reckon the second division is going to be for football in this country? Look, it's a stepping stone for, for what we ultimately want to see in promotion and relegation. I think that's a, a side of football that, um, you know, unfortunately we don't have here in Australia. And, and you look at how successful uh, and incredible those scenes at the end of the year when, when teams are fighting to stay up or fighting, you know, to avoid relegation, um, they're incredible. And I think that's the, the part of football that we that we really lack here. So the second division being introduced, even though it has been delayed by another year, is is, uh, is super exciting. And to see which teams are going to be a part of that competition, um, again, equally exciting. And, and I can't wait because, you know, I know what the end goal is, which that promotion and relegation that we want to see. So... Looking forward to uh, to the announcement and seeing who's going to be a part of it. Yeah, it's going to be a big week, uh, both domestically and internationally, next week in the world of football. Good on you, Broski. Appreciate your time this morning. No worries. Thank you.